All right, everyone, here we go. We got another uh, episode on the Authors Unite show today. We got Mabel Rodriguez with us. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Of course. Grateful to have you here. So can you kick us off? Tell us a little bit more about uh, what you do and you know who you are. Oh, what do I do? The million dollar question. <laughs> okay. You know, I, to be simple, I empower girls. I don't sugar. I have a no sugar coat approach, which makes me, I believe, a lot different than most. And I typically use words that are censored. I don't have a problem throwing F-bombs, but I believe that everyone needs a dose of truth. And I'm here to remind women of who they are. I remind them of who they are and to help them become it. Nice. Okay. So how, how did you get in? Absolutely. How did you get into this? Because, okay. I'm, I'm, let me see. How much time do I have? Let me try to break it down as easy as I can. So, yeah, break it down. You got a solid okay. 30 minutes. Cool. Okay. So, yeah, I was... Okay, in my 20s, when I was going to college, I felt a bit clueless. I didn't know really what I wanted to do, but, you know, you're just going with the flow, and, and basically, I became a business major, but I knew when I was doing it, I, I really didn't, I struggled with some of the classes, like stats and stuff like that, like the mathematical business calculus, holy shizzles, like that is totally not my thing, but I just decided to complete the chapter, you know? Like finish this, graduate, move on. It's going to be different when you are in the real world. And I got into the real world and I still felt like I was off. And I remember um, coming home and always wanting to drink an apple martini because I needed to numb myself. I needed to numb that I was so unhappy with my life. You know, I thought you go to college and, you know, you get your degree and you get a job and then you get married and you have kids and, and then what? Like, it just felt like I was stuck in many ways. And so then I got engaged. And then, then when I got engaged, I knew it wasn't working out. And I left. And when I left, I had already switched careers into becoming a nurse. Now, I'm glad I became a nurse. I became an, um, a surgical nurse. And it was great. But once the novelty wore off, I was like, dude, I'm, I'm feeling like something is off again. And so I was waking up at 3 a.m., I swear to God, like every single day. And the words, there has to be more. Something's got to give, kept coming through me. So I didn't know what it was then, but I started to do what most people do, which was I started to party. And I started to just go really wild. I was partying Hollywood, you know, um, Hills with all the celebs and the rich and the famous. I was at the Playboy Mansion. I was doing it up. I was going wild. And I had my fancy, you know, convertible. And I had my little white lap dog. And I was living on the beach. And you would think on the outside, this girl has it all. And it's interesting because I really, really put that facade. I mean, I had the designer clothes, the cars, and I was dating these guys who kind of looked like they had it all at the same time. But deep inside, everything is like attracts like. And if you really looked on the inside, we were just a bunch of lost souls and very insecure. And I remember being at a party one time and I had, um, I was all decked out, dressed up like everybody else there though. And I remember having these deep, deep like epiphanies and they were coming at me left and right and one at this one moment I remember talking to my friend and I said hey what makes us different here like what why what are we all doing here why are we all dressed this way 
everybody looks cloned. And she's like, why are you going there again? And she's like, have another martini. And she shoved the drink in my face because she didn't want to hear it. But I was getting deep. It's because I really honestly felt like my soul was speaking to me and was saying, there is more. There is more for you. And after partying and realizing that I was like really burning the candle on both ends and then trying to be a nurse at the day and just, I felt like my life was totally dysfunctional. And I, then I started dating very dysfunctional men who were just marrying me. And next thing you know, I got really sick. Like I started to have a symptom, like, like, like a bloated gut. And I was not able to go, to, I wasn't able to go to the bathroom. And then next thing you know, I gained like 10 pounds and I went to the doctors. And I'm like, Hey, I'm gaining weight here and I'm bloated and I'm not feeling good. And she's like, well, welcome to your thirties. That's, that's exactly what she told me. And I was like, nah, something's not right. And the next thing you know, by month eight, <clears throat> from my first symptom, I could hardly walk. I was 30 pounds overweight. My hair was falling off. My skin was orange. I had total abdominal pain, pain in my legs. I was a mess. And I, for t from that moment on, I stopped dating and I stopped partying. And my, my super focus was like, get better, Mabel, get better. And I was like, oh my God, what's happening to me? And so I started reading a bunch of books on health. And, you know, of course I was focused on the physical. That's exactly where everybody goes. When you're sick, you go to the doctor, you go get medication and you try to, you know, if you're fat, you, you start to get on a diet, eat better, clean your diet, stop drinking and you start working out. So I started to do that. And I got to tell you, I just got bigger and sicker. And let's just say two years had gone by after seeing multiple doctors. Um, I had no solution and I was really depressed and, and really sad and scared. I was scared for my, for my health and my life. And I remember walking into a bookstore and I swear I found a lot of like uh, peace when I would walk into this bookstore in, um, on Abikenny. I don't know if you've seen it since you know this area. It's called Mystic Journey. And have you heard of it? Have you been there? Um, I do not believe so, no. Okay. Well, it's a beautiful place. And just the energy there, man, it's like you feel like you're safe. So I would go there because when you're sick like that, you don't feel safe. So I walked in there and I remember seeing a book and it was halfway out. And it was by Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life. And I started reading the book and it was all about the metaphysical, you know, science, science based with religion and, and, and beliefs. It's all like new age kind of stuff. Maybe people call it the woo woo stuff. <laughs> and um, I'm a very practical girl. And, you know, I, I'm a nurse and a registered nurse in the operating room. We believe in medication. <laughs> we believe in, in the Western medicine. So here's this lady in this book telling us that Everything is from the root. Everything stems from your emotions. Everything is because you're not in alignment with who you were meant to be. And it's like, you know how I told you I was waking up at 3 a.m. There's got to be more. There's got to be more. It's like the life that I was living was mine. It was Mabel's, but it didn't feel like it belonged to me. I felt like I was an imposter in my own life. And so when I started reading the book, You Can Heal Your Life, and reading about how there's power in our beliefs and how our emotions can create toxicity 
and beliefs can create the toxicity. And it's just like, oh my God, this is emotional. This is all the stuff that I never wanted to deal with as a young little girl that evolved into my teens and into my young 20s. All the beliefs that I've had about myself. When it really came down to, to tell you the truth, of what was causing this whole sickness was one belief. I remember seeing a psychic. And she knew exactly what I needed. She's like, you want to ask me about your career and you want to ask me about your health. And I was like, wow, I didn't even tell her anything. And I said, yeah. And she's like, well, you're, you're a cheerleader. You are like the inspiration. And at that moment, hello, I'm a registered nurse. That does not click with me. I'm just like, what? And then the second thing about the health was, she goes, it's a belief. And I said, you mean energy? Because I was working with energy at the time. She goes, no, that's not what I said. I said, it's a belief that you have about yourself. So when I really, it's like fast, moving forward, I started to do the work. And what I mean by the work, which is what I always say to clients is you got to do the work, man. It's the inner game. It's the mindset. It's the beliefs. Your beliefs create your world it's what you're going to see and it's so simple but it's so profound and it's been in in the bible i mean i don't read the bible very much but i've seen it in the bible and every single metaphysical book new you know self-development book all those things out there they're all saying the same thing and you know you people don't want to sit down and look look at their beliefs my the big belief that 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 lady was talking about was I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. It was always, I'm not enough. And that belief is what caused the the demise of my health. That belief is what created the faulty life and dysfunctional life that I was living. That belief is what got me out of alignment. So I remember during my healing, um, they, they wanted to take out my colon. Okay. And I just knew there was a better way. So I started to do the mindset and I met this amazing guy, an acupuncturist here in my backyard, Santa Monica. And he said, my diagnosis, and I'll never forget it. I even wrote it in the book. He said, you have a broken heart and a lost soul. So what he meant, and I didn't know what he meant by then, but like fast, like moving forward two years later, when I was doing all the work, I realized what he meant. I got it. He meant that the broken heart was just all the pain that I've endured since I was a little girl. And again, the belief of I'm not good enough and not feeling worthy. So that, that's what breaks the heart, okay? There's like an energy in the heart. And so it's closed off to everything in life. And the soul was, you're not in alignment. And I remember I, I'd always pray. I never prayed before, but man, when you're sick like that and you're, you're on your last leg, you are praying. And so I, it's like I became Catholic again and I was praying to God. And I remember I took off to Europe uh, to try to feel better with my friend. And we went to Notre Dame and I didn't even want to go to this church, but we did. And we were in Paris and I remember these flickering lights. They were just flickering and they caught my attention, but not just caught my attention. They, they pulled me. Okay. I know this sounds bizarre, but it's like something was telling me go to the candles. And so I did. And I swear, I lit the candles, uh, a few candles, and I prayed, and I cried, and I prayed, and I said, God, bring me back home, home. 
That's all I ask for. I'll do anything you ask. I want to come home. The when I what I meant by home at that time was more of a superficial, like I wanted my body back. I wanted to look good again. I was very still stuck in my superficial ways. I just wanted to come back home. And, and that's what I meant. But let me tell you, three years later, I went back to Notre Dame, to Paris. Mm-hmm. And I went back to that same place. And I lit a candle. And this time, I was happy. And I smiled and I said, thank you. Because what I got was more than just my body back. What I got was when I said, I want to come home, I got something so much more. I got coming back home to who I really was, to back to soul, to back to this powerful girl who not only knows she's powerful, but owns her power. And not only who owns and knows her power, but knows why she was born. So I really do honestly believe in my heart and in every single cell in my body Everybody was born on purpose with purpose. And when I found that out and I believed it, I believed it. I was on a mission to find my purpose. God, and I remember Oprah one time saying, when you don't know your purpose, ask, pray, say to God or universe or Buddha or Allah, whatever your higher power is, use me. Let me be the vessel of your work. Show me. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to say and to whom? And I say that dang prayer every single day. And I went on a mission to try everything that I desired or that I felt a calling for. And I just, I remember my list. I was like, let me try this. Let me try that. And I just tried it all. And I I had to try it all to figure out who I really was and what I really wanted to do and go through that process of elimination. And it, I finally came down to what I've always felt like I was being called to do, but what I denied. And I think this is where my work is, is powerful because, again, it's just people need to believe in themselves, need to remember you, you were born on purpose and you get to do the very thing that you feel. The very thing that you don't feel you're good enough for or the very thing that you think you cannot do is what you must do. And it's the biggest freaking fight you'll ever have because it's not the fight with the world. It's not a fight with anything that's out there. It's all internal. It's all you removing the layers of BS telling you you can't. Who are you? You're not ready. You don't know enough. You don't have enough experience. You need more time. You're going to fail. And it's like all that noise, all those beliefs, all the layers of who you think you're not have to come off and you scrub them off and you tear them out and you slay. And they're like the dragons, you know, you just slay and you slay and you slay and you just kill those dragons on and on and on until you figure it out, until you get to the core of who you are. And the core being is you were right this whole time. And now you remember who you are. And now you get to do the very thing. And I got to say, it's the, it's the hardest work to do. That is what's hard. That is what's hard. It's nothing out there. And if you're feeling resistance out there, then if you know how powerful you are, then you know the resistance is you. It's all you. You are creating that. And I think that's where we forget is how powerful we truly are. We always think that we're victims, but we're not. We are creating it. So if we're not getting you know, uh, what we desire and we're not getting the outcome, 
no matter what it is, if it's personal, if it's in business, in life, in relationships, it's us. Everything is with us. So that's, that's my story to you. Let me tell you something. You literally are like a, like, that was, that was so in flow. Like, I, I don't even know if I have a question. <laughs> you, answered, <laughs> you answered all the questions. Like, that was incredible. Um, I'm, like, sit, I'm like sitting here and I'm like listening and I'm like, oh, okay. I was thinking about asking that. that you covered it. So this was, um, well, let, let me ask you this. Okay, so. Yeah. I feel like you actually literally covered it. Um, okay, so all right, we got the story. My yeah. my last and potentially my, my only question for you, because you covered you know like a lot of it, is can you t- tell us a story of like with one of your clients? And obviously, you can leave her name out if you know you might have like client uh, stuff where you know you don't mention their names and stuff to you. But of like maybe she was going through something similar to you, and then. How did you help her to like identify her beliefs? Like what was the process that you walked her or, or took her through to, I guess, heal herself, if you will? So for me, like when it, when I first started to do the work, it was more about like health, you know, and relationships and love, because that was the first thing I had to heal. Cause I told you I had toxic relationships and yeah, I didn't date for three and a half years, man, like three and a half years. I felt like I was a born again virgin, I swear to God. And I needed that time, though, to heal myself and be with myself and know myself. So in the beginning, it was a lot of to do with, you know, health and love. And then it progressed to uh, purpose work, do, getting out and doing your purpose work. So Yes, I had a client similar who was also in nursing and we would always have deep conversations and about her wanting to get out of doing the nursing thing and she felt a calling to do something completely different and it had to do with um, clothes and clothing and selling it and being that girl with a boutique and stuff. So here you are, a, a nurse, your identity is with a nurse that's what you were trained to do. That's what you think. That's the only thing you know that you can do. And it's the, it's what you're getting paid to do. So getting from a mindset of a person who's got a a check, who's getting a a wage, a salary to someone to switch over and to believe in themselves and something completely different is one of the hardest things, but it really comes back to just inspiration and reminding her that this desire that you got, this this thing of the clothing that won't leave you alone is truth it is real it's always been real and i think this is where we fall through the crack is we don't believe it we think these thoughts are just random thoughts they are not they are real they're your dreams and they will continuously come for you until you look at them and pay attention to them why Do you feel this? Why is this coming to you when it's a complete 180, complete opposite to what you're doing? It's because it's what you've always wanted to do. It's what you've always wanted to do, but what you've always denied. So I have her go back to her childhood. What were you doing as a kid? And when you start to go back to being a kid, you start to see the signs. You start to see that you were always into clothes or you were always buying fashion magazines. There's little spits and moments of when your soul was trying to get to your attention. But the more that we 
you know, uh, disassociate ourselves from our inner self, from our true self. And the more we become fearful and scared and we put the layers and layers of I'm not enough and you try to be something that you're not, or you're, you're, you know, some, some of us do a career, get a career because of the money, because of the, of the different funds of the status. But when you're there, you realize, holy crap, I made it, I'm here, but I'm not happy. So when I told her to go back to her roots to when she was young and see all those moments when her soul was trying to speak to her, she started to see the pattern. And just me telling her to honor her truth, to honor that you are enough and that you get to do the very thing that you desire. It's just, that's it, man. It's just helping them remove and remove the layers of BS. There's so many reasons why we can't have what we want. And when you, I have her list them out. Why can't you have that? Okay, that's BS. Okay, why is that? That's BS. Prove it to me. Prove these reasons are valid. Where, where are they valid? Where does it say that you, and I won't state her name, you can't have this. Tell me where, where in, in the Bible, where in the book, where in the universe, where in the sky, where is there a contract saying you can't have that? It's, it's exactly what this one lady said to me. It's all certified laminated BS. All of it. Yeah. And when you do the, yeah, tell me. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm affirming. <laughs> I'm listening. I'm in. You got me. I, yeah. I, I, it's certified I, laminated BS. All yeah. of it. All of it. All of it. All of it. You have to have faith, man. Like I'm going to get spiritual right here. You got to have faith. When you just rely on your five senses, you will screw yourself. You will stay in your fear mode. You will stay in your fear mode. You know, the, the best thing that you can do is to be that version of yourself that you see. That, you know, for her, the girl who owns the boutique, the girl who's killing it, the girl who's walking into the store and all those things, it's possible. It is possible. And I have you go through the whole, whole list of the reasons why you can't. And even though you see it, the, the, you know what the beauty is? You don't have to eliminate all these beliefs. You can, that could take forever. We can sit there and look at our journal every damn day and look at all the beliefs. You know, we can do that. But man, that's going to get tiring and depressing. Because you're going to look at that one day and you're like, damn, I still believe in that? Yeah, you do. But that's okay. It doesn't mean you can't have the life that you want. All you have to do is from that point is you get so sick of it. You get sick, so sick of yourself not moving forward into the dream life. You get so sick of your own BS and your story and the lies that you just start to decide. And I tell her, decide it. Decide it. And then she's like, but I'm deciding and it doesn't feel real. And you still decide and you still choose it because every single day that you show up for your dream, you got to show up for it. And what I mean by that is you got to decide it, open up that journal and get into the inner game because everything is an inner game. Everything's an inside job and keep deciding it. And the moment that she started to switch over into believing that it was more possible than not it just takes that one little move into the it's like the 51 percent that just that one percent all is all you need 
to flip into that side of believing versus not, it starts to happen. It starts to happen. And then that's when things, opportunities start coming to her. She started having opportunities. She started having like, holy crap, this just happened. Someone just exactly, it's because you got out of the way and you started to believe. And the universe is like, damn girl, I was just waiting for you to cut the BS and the story. <laughs> we heard you, we got you, we wanna help you, we're here for you, it's yours. It's amazing how paralyzing our fear is to us. It's amazing. But that's when you got to just, man, you got to rely on faith and trust. And you got to believe. And every time you're feeling like crap, every time you're feeling disillusioned, like it's not going to happen. And I know we've all been there. That feeling of, oh, my God, I got Mount Everest to climb. I got all these things to do. And you compare yourself to all these other people who are way ahead of the game. And you feel like, I'm never going to get there. Look at all this that I have to do to get there. And I feel like I'm lost in the masses. Like, how do I stand out? How do I get my name out there, my face out there? How do I be known? How do I get myself? Because we all want big dreams. We all want to make the impact. We all want to create the difference. And that's a beautiful thing. And it's a beautiful desire. And it's a real desire. And it's a possible desire. And it's already available. See, that's the thing. It's, it's available for you now or else you wouldn't have thought about it. So with her, that boutique was there. It was already waiting for her. There is no time. There is no space. If you want to talk quantum, like all the greats have said it. Einstein has said it. Leonardo da Vinci has said it. They have all have said it over and over again. Time and space does not exist. There is such a thing as quantum. And it's like, oh, when you start to realize, when you start to remove your BS and your stories in your life, faster and faster and faster and you start to see fear for what it is bs and you can laugh at it and there will be moments when you laugh at it there will be moments when you're like a witness to your fear and how frazzled you get and then you'll go back in it and then you'll step back out and you'll go back in it's a practice it's a practice it's a practice showing up for the dream deciding no matter what even when you're scared even when you feel unworthy even when you don't feel good enough and you still decide because that's the most powerful thing you can do because when you decide and you're fully locked in on that decision because that will become a locked in decision the moment it becomes a locked in decision you are committed and there's a beautiful quote um that I'm going to ruin it, but I'd have to look it up about commitment. And it's, it's, I'm sure you've heard it. Um, until one is committed, like the universe won't support you because it can't. It just knows whether you're in or not. It's energy, man. You can't BS anybody. It's energy. You know, you could, I know you've had moments where you're sitting in front of somebody and they're saying, I hear what you're saying, but I'm not feeling what you're saying. Yeah. And it all, right? You're like, the communication, what you're really communicating is this, but I hear you're saying that. And the truth is what you're feeling. Everybody, we all feel. We all can get the vibes. So if you're, if you're already working with energy, then you understand that you are so powerful and your energy is what's creating the life that you have. Yeah, and I love, I love what you said too, be the version that you see, because I think in reality, right, like we all, 
you know, you got to sit down and you got to think about it, right? And maybe self-reflect. But we, we all kind of know what we want to be doing. And it's like, you know, so and you, you can see, you know, what I mean? like you're, you're aware of it. Um, and, and your future self, you have to live as your future self already to become your future self. Um, yeah, it's already in existence. It's there. It's inside of you. It wants to emerge. It wants to emerge. Can you wake up? And I would get the journal out. And this is what I tell the clients. Get your journal. Write down. Who are you? Not who you are now. Who are you? Like, let's get real. Who are you at your core? Who were you born to be? Then be that now. What would she feel? What would she be thinking? What would she be doing? How would how would she walk? How would she talk? How would she drink her, her coffee? What would she be wearing? What's the energy that she would be emitting? Because it's an energy thing, man. Like you can look the part, but I'm still not feeling the part. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, well, and it is, it's all energy. So here, I have a, like, just so you know, if you're not aware of it, you are like, you you should be doing like radio or something like you're you're good honestly like i i am fully immersed in this this is amazing um love it (laughs) tell the listeners where can they connect with you where can they find you social media my website mirabaldriguez.la dot la it's interesting right and maybe Rodriguez la without the dot on all social media i am there i am present and I'm always messaging content, content. Beautiful. Thank you for coming on the show. This was enlightening. Thank you for having me. <laughs> All right. Take care. <laughs>